Hi there, you are listening to Saved by the Spell, a DIY podcast featuring witchy tips, psychic insight, and advice about what's going on in the astro, sex, love, and everyday stuff for you and me. I am your host, Marcella Kroll, and it is my absolute delight to say that this is episode 22. Today is my absolute pleasure to bring to you one of my favorite people, uh, you know, that I've met through the great gifts of the internet, and I know a lot of you really appreciate her insight and her wisdom. I'm just going to ask her to go ahead and introduce herself and where she's from and her occupation. So without further ado, please say hello, special guest. I'm an astrologer and I don't know where I'm from. I'm currently based in Sydney, Australia during a heatwave. Okay, perfect. Well, I am so grateful to have you on the show today as you are a major source of inspiration and motivation in my day-to-day life with your wisdom and your daily posts and all of the things that you provide, as I'm sure many people feel out there. I wanted to... It's my pleasure. Oh, yay. So I'm really excited to just ask you some questions about astrology. The the main thing with this podcast is I love sharing information with people in a clear and concise way, and I just love the way you express those things. So um, my first question is, when did you discover your affinity for astrology, and like what initially piqued your interest around it? Okay, that's pretty interesting. I think it was when I was eight at Bible school, like Sunday school, where you sort of go along while your parents are at church or sleeping off their hangover, and you basically get taught about the Bible, and it's a part in there where it says something like, God gave us the stars to read the signs. And I was like, huh? That sounds interesting. That was the first time. Then when I was a bit older, I was reading about sun signs to try and work out some boy when I was about 12. (laughs) And then when I realized, you know, how I needed to study it, I was fascinated and I didn't put it down sense. Oh. I didn't put it down sense, yeah. So awesome. Um, so that leads me to, when did you decide that you wanted to make a profession out of it? Well, I was a, a journalist, which really explains why I can blog so prolifically. And this woman, this editor, actually asked me to write an astrology column. And she said, if you want to, I'll sort of pay you to go and learn it. I said, no, I've been studying it my whole life. It's like a dream for me. I just didn't, didn't occur to me I could do it for a living. Right. So I kind of went into the column in 97, and it kind of grew from there. That's so cool. That's awesome. Okay. So what what was your most the most profound experience that you have had with exploring the stars in your own chart? Like what was the big reveal that was important to you? For me personally, it was when I looked back, and there was a time when I was about 17, I had Pluto on my moon. If you know anything about astrology, Pluto transits are notorious, they're intense, you know, change, transformation, that often bring you to your knees, you sort of come out the other side better than ever, totally authentic. People make the most amazing changes with that, but it's hard. And so I was looking back over my chart and realized I had Pluto on my moon during this pivotal, like, six months of my life, but everything changed. So it was just like, wow, this shit works, you know? Wow. I mean, it works in every way. Astrology works profoundly on the most basic level yes. to the yes. most profound levels. What's been fantastic about it? It's so amazing. I, I feel like astrology definitely helped me get to the path of where I am, even as an intuitive. Um, you know, I, I, I'm pretty open with people about um, – 
my uh, near-death experience when I was 18 and I went to rehab because of an overdose. And it was astrology that was like the only thing in rehab that I could focus on. Really? What was that? Um... Well, I wasn't allowed uh, any outside contact with anyone that I knew, and they let us look at these books and things, and there was that was the only thing that seemed to, to keep my interest. And I was really starting to get obsessive about like figuring out what made me tick and why I was still here. And astrology was like the first and closest thing that I was able to reach to, and then it learned it like pushed me, it like kind of gently kind of nudged me to go into a more esoteric route because I think I read something about in my chart or about my sign that said that I would be drawn to those things. So essentially, I really feel like astrology helped put me in the right direction. Yeah, it's really reassuring sometimes people who are like sort of muggles or skeptics say things like, oh, you can't say one more saying, you can't define them. It's not like that. It's more that you find out in some parts of your character. Like, for example, I've got a really low with eight counts, so I have people like you. So I have weird experiences that most people just don't have, and even as a child. And it's really useful to read that, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. so it's something you can't relate to. Totally. You know, they really fix, like, we're both really useful, we're both March 25 hands. We need to be constantly evolving and changing, and we don't really relax by being serene. Exactly. Yeah. And I never understood that about with being a Pisces and only other people that ever understood it were other March 20th. Yeah. Yeah. And many Geminis as well get it because they're constantly, it's like a spider who's weird. You have to go over the web, redo it again. You know, it's like always in motion, always doing something. Right. Well, it's so funny you say that too, because the only person I felt that got me growing up was my, my Gemini stepfather. (laughs) It's so so funny. And it looks really fickle and inconsistent from the outside. Right. If we go into it, it's it's not as, you know, as as flaky as it looks from the outside. Totally. It's it's like a tourist type of people. Often people think, wow, there's so money coming in, touristic and slow, but they're not. It's like a of zen to them, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Food in the fridge and to have money in the bank. And it's like, you know. Right, I call it like organized chaos. There's always different types of ways of being and the more you know about it, the more you can respect others. You know, it's not that you're clashing, it's not that, you know, it's wrong. Yep. It's really different. It's just like, when you're having a really heavy Uranus transit, everything bores the shit out of you. You want to wake up and why do we have nine to five? Why do we even have daytime? Why do we have time? You know, and you can't have normal relationships. I love that. Yeah, you've got to go with what's happening and try and collaborate with what's happening. It's not about being contented by the sky, it's about collaborating with it. Absolutely. So I want to ask, you know, you know, what is your, you know, what's the most dreaded assumption that people can have about astrology? Oh, the bad things happen. I mean, I think you must have been saying things like, I went to some fairground or some some psychic in a mall. (laughs) She was a child. She said to me, I'm going to have a terrible year. And, you know, I'll be lucky to escape with not being assassinated or something, or, or I'm never going to find love. And, you know, and they're really upset. I'm like, well, how do you mean you're never going to find love? Anyone can go and scratch somebody up, you yeah. know? And, like, seriously, it's just so irrational. And, you know, there's nothing in anyone's chart that would ever say you'll never find love. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so general to make that. Yeah. There's that basically when you're definitely more social and outgoing, you meet a lot of people, and it just sort of happens by, as a result of that. And there's basis when you really need a relationship, you really want that kind of intensity, and basically you don't give a crap. Yeah. Definitely, it's phases. It's not never going to find love, or this is a bad year. Right. 
Well, it's just like when people say that like signs, certain signs are not compatible. Like I don't agree with that at all because it depends on how developed you are. It depends on other things in your chart. It's like, that's my pet peeve is when someone says, well, I'm, uh, you're a Pisces and you know, I'm a whatever, a Virgo yeah. and, and we're not going to get along because we're different. Like I, I, that's my pet peeve with it. It's very simplistic. It's based on the two plants on fire, earth, air, water, the fire would put out here and Know, all that like the fire and air is compatible and so on it's, it's quite medieval yeah totally <laughs> so, yeah, so it may have made sense in the olden days you can have to live in a hut with someone your whole life sure yeah be sure and Aries and Pisces might not get along but these days people can actually lead more individual lives exactly well and who isn't going to be sick of whoever they're with if they're with them all the time yeah, yeah. <laughs> Old-fashioned astrology is quite sexist as well. It assumes that the woman's not working. And she's not being surprised. She might have needs that your husband can't satisfy. And then you're in peril of divorce. And then you're in a mental asylum. And then you know? No, exactly. Exactly. Mm. I think astrology always evolves over times. Like, it's been around for centuries. And it's going to to be around And it evolves. Like, in the 90s, there was a whole way, very new way to the astrology. You know? Right. Well, aliens, yeah. Well, also with the discovery of like different asteroids and things like that, doesn't that kind of shifts it as well? Exactly. Yeah, and people got really into Chiron in the nineties. I think nineties astrology is quite distinct, quite different. And because Pluto got into Capricorn in two thousand and eight, yes, forgot the financial crisis, it's become a bit more practical and hard driving. I know. And how wild is that with Pluto and Capricorn? I I just think of the movies that have been coming out these days, you know, and how they're kind of around, about financial crisis? Well, Capricorn is government and, you know, the economy basically symbolically. Yeah. And Pluto is changed. Basically, everyone, I just always assume that like, the grown-ups and always knew what they were doing. Governments have it all in hand, you know? Yeah. And now they're behaving like crackheads. They're more in debt than we are. You know, the solution to something, oh, where's put more money and it's bailed out the banks. Like, it's really weird. And that's our whole, as a society, our whole growth transit, our bigger transit. Wow. Is for us, you know. And we don't want to have to almost the day that they remember us went broke, you know? Yeah. So, it's, and this is not, what, two more years to go. Wow. So, nine more years to go, yeah. Oh, nine. It's going to be interesting to see what plays out then, <laughs> for sure. It's been really interesting, yeah. And so... I'm really trying to make my sort of daily mystic email horoscopes really, really practical. So I'm trying to keep people up for it in a new economy, not in a kind of fling to the hills, the Vulcan group way. Yeah. More like, how can we position ourselves yeah. to support it and ground it? Yeah. And I, I want to just remind everybody out there listening that you can um, access, you know, mysticmedusa.com and become a subscriber, which, you know, she has really. Uh, <laughs> incredible insight there's daily emails there's oracle i mean there's so many things on there and we're going to get more into that a little later in the show but you can get um these astro blasts and insight to these different things uh right to your phone so we will go back uh touch more on that in a few i i do want to ask you um about how you know it i hear people complaining about mercury retrograde all the time and or whenever any other planet is in retrograde, like they say, it's ruining their life. No, <laughs> I know. How do you, yeah, 
Well, people get, they get so funny. I mean, I actually had someone blame Mercury retrograde on their STD, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yes, it's so dumb. I was like, the, <laughs> I'm like, you need to take responsible for your ability for yourself, not blame Mercury retrograde there. But just because they went yeah, back to an ex. From the lab, might be Mercury retrograde. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was like really full It's quite five page printout. Yeah. They completely panicked and they saw his name at the bottom and realized it wasn't there. So, right, exactly. <laughs> it's so wild. So, can I, I feel like there's so many benefits for when a planet goes retrograde that, that people just really need to kind of start looking at, you know, it's just backtracking, right? Like, they're kind of yeah, being thorough. It's always a really, it's like right now, Trump's in Capricorn, which is always like the urge to self improve. This is great for January. So I think this particular retrograde right now is great just to, to, to last yourself and sell our books. Like early nights, Marcus Aurelius, Stoic philosophy, just really research, you know? Yeah, totally. It's always a chance to revise where you're at, to go through. Sometimes there's that really good urge to go through your contact box, just go through every single email and just delete, you know, all your communication stuff online. Yeah. Just clear it out. Who do you actually talk to? Who do you actually want in your phone? You don't know who they are, delete them. That kind of thing's good to do. Mm, that's that sounds. I really need to like. I started that. I need to finish it. Um, yeah, but often we do find people from the past come back into your life doing a retrograde. Like really weird. We hear of them from reading some really weird news. It's quite poignant and nostalgia evoking, insight provoking. You know, they yeah. often happen to retrograde. Something happens and it's like, wow, really? And it's a blast. You know? Yeah. Totally. And you have to just think, okay, rather than becoming like wallowing in this past memory, there was some insight, something poignant to get, some perspective I can get from this. Mm, perfect. You can't blame it on such nice days. I know people. <laughs> just I think just there are a lot of people that just you know sometimes they don't want to take responsibility for choices. <laughs> but it's not not blame the planet, but you can definitely blame food if it goes wrong. You know. Yeah. Perfectly. I mean, you know, you have to basically take responsibility and just use all these different tools that you have. Exactly. Exactly. Can you can you tell a person's past lives? Potentially well, from their chart. They, no, it's people who claim they can, but I don't believe it. Personally, I think the best way to tell your past lives is to go to sleep and have like say they should be for lavender oil in a certain spot, which is kind of hard to explain. I can feel mm. it on my skull. It's kind of above the occipitals, and basically it's something bland. But essentially, you do like the normal basic stuff. You do it at the right time of astrology. Usually, a dark moon. Go to sleep, do some the normal beats, get yourself in the really receptive space. You dream about your past life. That's the best way to do it. It's like a movie that you're watching, you know? Cool. The self note in astrology is meant to symbolize your past life. So when that gets triggered by a transit, absolutely, you know, you yeah. will have kind of people you'll meet. It'll be like that amazing connection where you just know them. Yeah. You know, you'll definitely, but since a karmic connection is not necessarily a good connection. Sure. Just that, that feeling of like, wow, I know you, so I can just pick up this conversation with this, or you can go into centuries. That's great, but also it could be like, you know, your ex from a past life is still an ex. Okay. <laughs> you never know, and it can work out, but you know, just that feeling of familiarity, it's so poignant and beautiful, doesn't always mean you've got with them now. Right, or that you're meant to be, yeah, you're meant to be with them. Um, yeah, but there is a big thing at the moment, it's going on to the middle of February, it's keeping it on the north node, essentially a lot of really amazing synchronicity choreographed meetings are occurring literally in the next month from now. I, I've definitely been experiencing that for sure. 
with connecting with, with people in my life that I feel so comfortable with that I've never, or I've only recently met them or feel that familiarity. Um, yeah. yeah. Just into the future. Like it's a pretty strong vibe right now. It's fantastic. Awesome. Um, are there any, do, do you ever notice any planetary or astrological placements in a person's chart that might indicate success for an individual? Uh, the closest success is Jupiter or Pluto. That's sort of like people, I once to study all these people who are self-made and, you know, who came from nothing and became particularly successful and poor. And Jupiter or Pluto is a really strong vibe there. Also, Jupiter and Uranus. Basically, Jupiter with any of the outer planets. Okay. Like Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, in any aspect, square, opposite, time, whatever, is usually a really good success indicator. Okay, cool. Yeah. Oh. That and also mid-heaven in the chart is that strongly aspected with the planet that's, you know, a strong indicator as well. Okay. Oh, okay. In the mid-heaven, you said. Okay. Well, it's crazy. It's like, you know, Sean Penn, for example, has got a really strong mid-heaven and he's having a really great Jupiter transit that, you know, right now, which would mean like ex-publicity, renown and so forth, and he's basically in trouble for, you know, dealing with this massive drug dealer. Oh. And even if Sean Penn's not arrested by the FBI, he's going to be in trouble for a drug cartel, right? Right, so right. Like, I mean, usually it is over, over the top, but Jupiter is well known for it. Is it going to work out for him? Wow. Okay. Got it. So, like, Jupiter, because um, Jupiter's in Sagittarius right now? Is that correct? No, Saturn's in Sagittarius, which is the sign Jupiter rolls. Oh. So, so, Jupiter's in Virgo right now. So, great name for Virgos. Jupiter and Virgo. Okay, got it, got it. Okay. Jupiter expands. Jupiter is amazing. Jupiter energy. Like Jupiter in Sanskrit is guru. So when Jupiter is where Jupiter is in your chart, where it is right now, it's always where you can just go for it. Take this and go for it. Oh, okay. that's rad. Okay, cool. And Saturn's like the opposite. It's more like a dry, a stringent principle. It's where you've got a plan of writing and have a plan, a really rigid plan. So uh, Saturn and Sagittarius are quite tricky for us Sagittarians right now because they're really having to just be mature and poised. Which is not their natural way of being, but it's going to work out really well for them if they can do that. Okay, cool. So yeah, so they can just if they can kind of hold in their, you know, their wanting to leap forward um, and be more refined, it would be helpful for them. Because their natural instincts just to like stampede, or sure. just to kind of be spontaneous and follow their vibe, flow, you know. Whereas yeah. Saturn is always like right, a, a solid plan, well devised, fail safe, and so forth, and you just just follow it through. Like when you want to lose weight on the budget, it only really works for most people if you have a distinct plan for it. You know? <laughs> true, true, very true. <laughs> like I, will, I will pay off X amount of dollars a day. I will spend this. I will save for the budget. And then you know, it's boring, but you know, two months time. Wow, hey. Yeah, because you're you're consistent and you're diligent with it. You know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you do like preparation. That's very satisfying. Right. Oh, awesome. I feel like yeah, when you are approach things that way too, with that kind of plan, it's like your long term results are always much better than a crash course. Exactly. Yeah. I think a lot of people as well. They're not as strong, but I think it's really woo woo, and it has got a woo woo side. But you know, mostly it is just knowing your own character first of all, and just kind of knowing your strengths and your weaknesses. So if you have a really strong Neptune. You're highly into transcend reality and you're very spiritual and you're probably quite psychic and artistic, right? You're guided. You know, also, if you take drugs, like any drugs, yeah. you can slip down real fast, you know? Yeah. And some people can just dabble on that scene and be absolutely fine and quite successful and even kill. If you have strong Neptune, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, and I definitely noticed, like, since the Neptune and Pisces transit started, like, the the big dive, um, on, you know, and, like, you mentioned a lot of times working the high or, you know, a high vibe or working the low end, and I, I've definitely noticed, like, an expansion of wanting to do more spiritual studies, but then also I've seen a lot of people go down a slippery slope of addiction or even suicide um, uh, since Neptune you know, yeah. has been so strongly influencing. It's been here since 2011, it's been since 2027. So, you know, right now, psychic things are stronger, any kind of spiritual vibe is going to be stronger, artistic vibe, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's almost like you want guidance, get yourself in the right place, get more into their finger. And if you start, you know, being a, as you say, straight in with this, um, going on, you know, <laughs> into that alcohol and so forth, it can really go out of control. I'm going to say a lot of people are going either way. I'm going to say a lot of people are going sober and reclaim. Yeah. And I don't think they're like in their 40s and 50s who are suddenly taking out drugs and alcohol, like with a vengeance. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed that too. It's so wild. So, it seems always extreme. Same with Pisces. Pisces is often like pale woman, like pale and seaweed and whatever. Yeah. And it's really close in the bar. Wow. <laughs> so, what does it mean? Because you, I often hear you say about like working a planet, and when when you say like working your working Saturn um, or any other planet's influence, when you say working it, what does that mean for you? Like, how would you tell yes. someone to work it? Um, Sometimes, right now, Aries has Uranus and Aries, right? Yeah, and that's pioneering innovative energies. So for Aries, right now, no matter what's going on, it's like if in doubt, innovate. So, if, for example, you're in a job and it's stressing you out, just in how can I? You can, you can get some 17 year old who needs help you innovate your tech. You know what I mean? Just innovate, innovate, innovate. Innovate. It's, yeah, that's really strong for areas. And same like Virgo with Jupiter. That's just expansion, like growth. And Jupiter's in your sign, you have to grow. Okay. And it doesn't matter how you do it. So, basically, Virgo and Aries are both in growth mode right now. Whereas Sagittarius has got the Saturn vibe. Then you start to have that whole full on planning, stuff, lots of discipline thing, like cold showers every morning, spreadsheets, diets, whole deal. You know? Yeah. It's... So you, you just go with what's happening anyway, trying to get the higher end of it. Awesome. So you have you have so many um, awesome things coming up for your you know, for your work and for your business in the in this year and, and beyond. Do you wanna tell everybody I what you have, you've got going on. I know you made some changes with your site and your, the subscription services, um, which is pretty awesome. It's, I believe you, you say it's $9 now, right? Yes. Yeah, $9 a month. US. Basically for that, you get access to the tarot readings, 12 card, they're fantastic. And there's just stuff in there. Even though I wrote it, I swear I didn't write it. <laughs> there's an oracle, which is more like cheesy because of quality. Like, yes, someone's like being near me right now. Okay. And that seems to be annoying me at first. The other day I told me to shut up and get back to work or something. It was like, this is really, really interesting to go back to work. Yeah. Like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> um, just the horoscopes and so forth. And I'm also adding a forum in this way, which is my own site this month. Basically, private place that people chat to each other and start their own conversations. And I'm introducing Astro Shrink, who's a psychotherapist who um, also has a great knowledge of astrology. Some of those questions that I can't answer them quite deep. So, it's a heap of things all the time expanding. It's, you want to read the blog, though, this is me sort of ranting on. If you want more targeted advice, 
I love it. I love it. I, I, I have to say that the tarot and the oracle, the oracle is so fun. I show everyone. I'm like, let me, let me ask you a question. And they get hooked and they want to, you know, I'm like, nope, you got to get your subscription. <laughs> and then, you know, and, and then the tarot, the tarot is so scarily accurate that I only allow myself to do it every so often because I'm actually a little like nervous to do it, but in such a good way. Like I, especially if I get a good, really good spread, I'm like, oh, and I cherish it. So thank you for that. It's so rad. I was like, no, I think it's really, I think basically any divination works by synchronicity. Yes. So uh, if the universe is always meeting us, it comes through in various different ways. Yeah. And I, my theory is the more you listen, and this is where it helps to be not needy. Like if you do a tarot reading or anything and you're needy, like why don't they call me that kind of vibe? You never get good results. Yeah. If you're genuinely strong and objective and detached, you get the best results in anything like astrology or tarot or anything. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I tell people all the time if, if they come to me and they are really overly emotional, they're not going to get a good reading because it's, um, it's just it, the, the, the cards or even like channeling is not going to respond in a way that's going to give you clear objective. It's going to read off your feelings. So, so true. yeah. I was just to that it's not man. And basically the situation was crazy. It's something like he was, he just remarried someone and she thought that he married the wrong person. She was too young for him. And you know, she's one of the really flimsy, like sort of supermodel types. And I'm like, right. And she wanted to break up the marriage. She was wondering when he's going to leave. And I said, don't worry about it. I just hope this is not worthy of my attention or your attention. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And she has just been married, moved to another continent, remarried this person described as a flaky supermodel type. I, I couldn't see it breaking up that fast. <laughs> she said, just look at the planets. What can you see? And it was awful. I mean, you <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I, I totally know. I mean, as like, I do, you know, private sessions with people and it's a similar thing. And, you know, I'm like, do you really want to know? Or why are you here? They just sometimes people want justification for their choices when they really do know deep down that um, if they're going to you with an issue, there's obviously an issue. Uh, yeah, you know. I think the best results you get when you kind of say, right, these are my plans for the year, this is where I'm at. I want to be A, get a great relationship, or B, I want to get up my upward work, or I want to move, or whatever. And you're after good timing for it, and you're after like, yeah. what is the cosmic impetus, you know? Yeah, and even if there is, like, I think, like, whether astrology shows it or like an intuitive reading shows that you have some more challenging things coming up ahead, it doesn't mean that you you can't you're going to be destroyed by it it just means you prepare differently like if you know that there's going to be a certain time of year where you might be more susceptible to doing a low vibe on something this is where you want to increase your high vibe you know your activities exactly. yeah yeah so, so you, if you have Neptune coming up and it's a Neptune kind of square in old-fashioned astrology you'd be like oh my god I've become like an apollo I can go back, go back to my last year it's whatever think ahead you just book yourself all these new open classes so you kind of like you pay for me, but you go anyway. You know what I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. And and yeah. it, you know, I just I don't want to be a Debbie Downer. I did, but like I I do want to mention because I feel like I woke up this morning with my whole feed on Instagram and on Facebook filled with pictures of David Bowie. Um, and as a Capricorn with this Pluto and Capricorn transit, do you think that his passing? you know, astrologically kind of vibes with 
with that transit? Well, you put it on the sun, so it's like, you know, it's, it's some, um, awesome, I can't remember, okay, no, I can have a look. You put it on the sun, though, you're rising, so... It's interesting. I think it's, very, it's been happening for 18 months and that was all kind of Saturn and Pluto and so forth. So, yeah, it's appropriate timing. And then the shadow of an eclipse, I think it was a great soul. You know? Yeah. I, I think it was kind of magic. Absolutely. I feel like I even, like, I've said it to some folks today and I, I, I know that there is a great, like, loss of an innovator, you know, and an artist, but I don't feel, um, I don't feel sadness like from him, I feel like he did his work. He did everything he set to do and more. And even with knowing that he was going to, you know, he was ill, he still completed the release of this this most recent album. And how um, how inspiring that is. I know. And if you think about it, he was basically Capricorn. Sorry, it's something like Mars. It's something like Capricorn. It's incredibly motivated and hardworking. He has a fantastic work ethic. So all this Uranus, um, Aquarius rising kind of weirdness and zeitgeist ahead of his timeliness yep. came through this solid work ethic. And he worked his whole life. Sure. This is when he was dying, he turned it into an act of creativity. Yes, absolutely. It's so, um, it just, yeah, it just even makes me just go, well, he just went back. You know, the man who fell to earth went back, you know. So yeah, yeah. it's pretty wild. Well, and he's always one of the most ahead of his time. Like, you know, if you think about it, he was in drag as a mainstream performer. What anybody did that, you know? Right, exactly. He did everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he artistically, he just like opened the pathway to, for millions. So, absolutely, yeah. And he, and he kept always talk about reinvention and stuff. He did it before anyone even knew what that was. Like, he, oh. just, he just did that. He just, yeah, exactly. He just did it, it was natural. It wasn't like there was a couple on the ground effects. So what's about something you're amazing? That big couple on solid work ethic. You know, they, they just come and go. Sure. Wow. And for that Capricorn, I think it's going to be really interesting to see for the economy because we have Saturn's financing as well, which is like a bubble big burst. And you think about these bubbles all over the world, like this kind of. But basically, I think 2008 was like a negative experience. We actually died. The economy died in 2008. It's been long kind of life support ever since. Wow. And this is about the time when it kind of comes. I think probably October, November this year, which is Jupiter's February and Capricorn. Yeah. It would be very interesting. Okay. All right. Well, we'll have to keep our her, our our hearts open and our eyes peeled and get prepped. <laughs> but the main thing is, is not to pin your hopes too much on the old economy that's dying, on dinosaur industries, you know? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And, and, and just, yeah, just so people, I, cause I think anyone who does that, they're going to be sorely disappointed or feel crushed or betrayed by the old system. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I, so say that again. All the weak people are going to be thriving. People have always been out on their own trying to Ex- make their own nation industry anyway. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. Um, I, I, again, I am so grateful to um, have friendship with you and to be able to connect in this way. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to record this podcast. And for, you know, for myself and for the listeners, we all are um, in big time gratitude for you. I am going to leave the links for your website and any other information. Um, if there's anything else you want to add. No, just have an amazing year. And um, enjoy the Jupiter. Jack North Node, which is starting in February. Just look out for those synchronistic meetings and opportunities that are really helping you to 
Oh my God, you roll so much. I um, I look forward to the day where we can be in the same room together. And okay. yeah. yes, and, and big congratulations with all that you do. Thanks, you guys, for listening. If you want to hear this podcast and more, go to www.savebythespell.com under episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, please click the donate button. As you know, this podcast is always free and available. The money just goes to keeping the equipment current. Here you go. And thank you all. Have a beautiful week and blessed be. Bye.